Welcome to Totally Tel Aviv, presented by Citizen Cafe, where we take you inside the lives of Tel Avivians from all walks of life. Now here's your host, Josh Hoffman. Hello and welcome inside our studios here at Mindspace for another episode of Totally Tel Aviv, presented by Citizen Cafe. I'm your host, Josh Hoffman, and today we are joined by Zoe Flammenbaum. Zoe, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Josh. So most people listening to this probably know you. You do so much in Tel Aviv. You've been here for a while. We're going to dig into that, of course. But the first thing is that you call yourself a self-proclaimed hippie entrepreneur. You're passionate <laughs> about wellness, woman, writing, and chocolate croissants. That is the truth. <laughs> and by day, you work as a cultural journalist and a creative leadership consultant. And by heart, not by night, by heart, you founded School of Shine, which is a positive resource and community for spirited women who aspire to live happier and healthier every single day. So the interesting thing, actually, is you, know, you were born in Haifa. Yes. Raised in Jersey. Yes. In New Jersey, in Atlantic City, actually, of all places. That is also the truth. <laughs> and, uh, and you came back to Tel Aviv. You made Aliyah in 2010. So, I mean, there's so much to talk about. The first thing I want to know is, tell us what it means to be a hippie entrepreneur. <laughs> um, a hippie entrepreneur, to me, there's, there's lots of definitions around the word hippie, and there's lots of definitions and perceptions also about the word entrepreneur. Um, and I find it difficult to define myself as anything, but... Um, in order to kind of give people a sense of what it is I really do, I, I just I think a hippie entrepreneur kind of sums me up in the fact that I believe in ambition and hard work and innovation and, and high tech and using technology to kind of connect the world. Um, and I also believe in heart and soul and love and peace. And um, that's my combination of the two is that we can it can be a little bit of everything. We don't have to be one thing or the other. And I feel like that's what School of Shine is. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> so tell us more about School of Shine. Tell us what inspired you to start it. Tell us your vision for it, where it is today, where you want it to go. Break it down. Okay, those are a lot of questions, um, but I could spiel about School of Shine for a very long time. Yeah, so just let's do it. Feel free to direct me if you want. But School of Shine, School of Shine was basically inspired um, by my own need for community, connection, um, and like deep conversation. It's all about holistic health and mind, body, soul, and kind of just connecting with your sense of self and making sure your own you're on your own path in life, whatever that may be. And my vision for School of Shine is is basically, I mean, as as women, it's specifically for women, but it's really just based on human values that we all just kind of redefine what we believe for ourselves instead of, you know, what society has conditioned us to believe. Um, growing up as women, we think certain things. Growing up as men, we think certain things. And School of Shine is just about providing opportunities and events and festivals and ways to connect with yourself and with other people who also just want to explore themselves, get to know themselves, get to know other amazing people in the community who are open and warm and just willing to learn and grow at every given moment. So it's interesting you mentioned you basically scratched your own itch, right? Like you had a void in your life. 
you noticed the void, which is of course the most important part, and mm -hmm. then you filled it with what became School of Shine. Is One, that fair to say? Yes, 100%. Okay. So I read online, you have like all these great online profiles, of course, your <clears> social <throat> media, the Schusterman Foundation, Culture Trip Tel Aviv. And I read, and I think it's so interesting that you put this out there, because I think it takes a lot of courage and bravery to do so, that, you know, you've been here, as we mentioned, since 2010. I mean, you were born in Haifa, but then you left, and you mm -hmm. came back, you made Aliyah. So you've been here now for about seven years, uh, going on eight years, really. And you wrote that in year three, you basically you maybe kind of lost yourself or lost your way, however you want to put it. I think in your words, mm -hmm. it was that you experienced a dark fall of loneliness, fear, and doubt. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like for you to take us back to that time in your life, not to rehash the you know, negative experiences and feelings and emotions that you had, but really to tell us about what you learned from that period of your life that propelled you to be where you are today. I used to cry on the streets of Tel Aviv a lot. And year three, especially after making Aliyah to Israel, is always kind of like the challenge year. Um, and so I was experiencing, I was going through a lot of things. You know, you're always on the search for something in Tel Aviv, whether it's a relationship or a job or an apartment. And all three of those categories for me were just kind of low. And I realized that... First of all, you know, I was in the most amazing city in the world, surrounded by culture and art and music and people and the sea and nature and, and all of this amazingness. Um, and I felt really, really lonely. And I didn't feel like I had a community to support me. And I also felt like I was just kind of like everything was happening to me. And there came a point where I just got really tired of it. Uh, you know, like it's easy to complain in Israel. I mean, it's easy to complain in the world, right? The bus drivers are out to get us. And I also swore like the delivery men could never find my apartment. And the old ladies would just like bump directly into me in the street. And I swore everyone was out to get me. And there just came a point where I was just like tired of hearing myself complain. And I realized that I was the only one who could do anything about it, who could change that. Um, and so I just kind of woke up to the fact that I needed to take responsibility for myself and I had a choice. I could either choose to keep crying on the streets of Tel Aviv, which sometimes I do still do. It happens. Crying's okay. Exactly. It's exactly. It's like a great release. Um, or I could, you know, choose to see the bright side of things and choose to just open my eyes and my mind to all of the beauty that surrounds me and instead focus on that. And it wasn't, you know, one snap and like, oh, I'm happy now and even it's still really really challenging um, but I think just when I realized that I had a choice in the matter and that you know, there's one thing that I noticed between people that stay in, in Tel Aviv or Israel and people that leave and it's always it's the complaining it's the it's the mindset and so the biggest thing I learned is definitely being able to be aware enough to uh, know how I'm speaking to myself and choose to see the bright side. And it seems to me like that's a core theme that you emphasize at School of Shine through different types of content and workshops and events about seeing the bright side, about, you know, is it glass half full or glass half empty? And also basically what you say, which is you control your own destiny on a day-to-day -day basis. You choose how you want to feel and the lens through which that you want to perceive life and the different things that happen to you and the different things you want and stuff like that. And so was that basically like the, the premise of School of Shine, that experience? That was the inspiration behind it. And it's also not, and I also then started researching the science of happiness and discovered that there's practical 
things that we can do to rewire our brains to think happier and healthier. Um, like our brains are very conditioned to believe certain things and, and stay on these negative thought patterns that we have, which is why if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm on the wrong side of the bed and like the rest of your day just goes wrong. But like the premise is also, it's not to kind of avoid these dark situations. It's to feel them. And like figure out a way and your inner strength and what you need to do to like rise above and break through them and deal with them and not avoid them. Um, so it's not like, you know, School of Shine is about being happy, shiny, sunshine, rainbows all the time. That's why it's really about meaningful connection with yourself, because in order to be able to reach that bright side, um, you have to you have to train your mind. You have to exercise your mind. You have to exercise your your mouth and your like your voice and 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 decide what your what values are important to you so that, you know, you're on the path you need to be. I want to talk for a second about, you know, jobs and careers, because obviously for people that move here, that live here, that want to move here, that want to live here. You know, making it work from a financial standpoint is important. Also, doing something that you enjoy on a day-to-day basis is important. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, that you're a cultural journalist and creative leadership consultant. And so my question for you is, what's your advice to somebody who's coming from abroad to Tel Aviv or to Israel in general and is thinking about how they can make it work from a career standpoint based on your experiences over the last seven or eight years? I think when it comes to career here. One of the reasons I really love Tel Aviv was because of the opportunity and the opportunity to create. So if I was going to give advice to people who want to move to Tel Aviv and are kind of thinking about the options, first I would just think about what it is you want to be doing um, and how you want to spend your days and what your strengths are and what your skills are um, and what you feel might be needed in the world. Also, the beauty of Tel Aviv is that it's still a very, um, it's a developing city. It's ever developing. So there's so many opportunities to kind of find something that you feel is missing and make it happen. Um, And the beauty is also people here are willing to help you. And people here are also open and willing to explore. And you can reach out to a CEO of any company and they will meet you for a coffee just to brainstorm ideas and and try to help you. So um, I think think just the first step is thinking about what it is you want to do and and how you want to build the lifestyle um, that that you want to live. And, you know, it hasn't been the easiest road and there's always different kinds of adventures and opportunities. But once you kind of think outside the box, I think that the possibilities are endless. And I think you brought up a great point about Tel Aviv. And I think this is a good segue into talking about Tel Aviv since Mm -hmm. this this is totally Tel Aviv (laughs) is, you know, being creative. And for me, I, I would totally agree with you. I think there's something about this city that it's not just about being entrepreneurial, but it's about combining those two things into something that is unique to you that is that that kind of brings out your creative spirit and and there's just this vibe and this feeling around this city that permeates through everything I feel like you know whether it's the street art or the new architecture and the old architecture with the you know the whole white city aspect of it Um, but then the new stuff and Sarona I mean there's just so much I totally agree with you and on that note let's talk a little bit more about Tel Aviv and your experiences in Tel Aviv I want to know what attracted you to Tel Aviv in the first place? Well, first I'll say the sea, right? I'm a Jersey girl also, so I love the beach. But the opportunity 
the energy, the culture, um, also the, the fact that I felt like I could just be myself here, that everyone and anyone is allowed. Everyone is welcome in Tel Aviv. One time I dated a girl, an Israeli girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who said that people come to Tel Aviv to be weird, which I think is another <laughs> way of saying what you just said, which is you can be yourself. You can be you. You don't have to necessarily conform right. or try to fit in with the crowd, quote unquote. Right. I mean, um, who isn't weird anyway, right? Correct. Well, that, but that's the thing, right? It's like we're all weird, but potentially like, you know, you're from Jersey, I'm from L.A. It seems like when you're born and raised in a place you subconsciously and consciously just kind of conform into the image that you want to be perceived as and the image that other people are creating. And, exactly. And so it seems, yeah, like I totally agree with you as well, that Tel Aviv, you can just be yourself and you can be weird, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Yes. What's one thing you thought about Tel Aviv when you first moved here or even before you moved here mm-hmm. that you no longer believe today? I used to think that Tel Aviv was like New York City because... I mean, it's the biggest city in Israel. I love New York City. Um, but once once I moved to Tel Aviv, the energy and the warmth that exists here is not the same as it is in New York City. And You're saying it's more here? It's more, oh, yeah. Like, New York City, you can walk the streets and be amazed but feel very, very, like, alone. In Tel Aviv, I think there's just there's there's a bubble of energy and warmth and comfort and home that exists that is indescribable to anyone who has not experienced it. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I <laughs> yeah. agree with you again. Yeah. But I'm going to put you on the spot here. Go on. What's your best story <laughs> from Tel Aviv or about Tel Aviv? Do you want the PG story? Oh, no. Or? We're going, well, well, we're not going rated X, but I think we can do like a PG-13 rated R. PG-13 like, rated R story. Okay. I will, I'll say one of my my funniest, most ridiculous stories definitely involves Purim. Uh, the Purim that I was a Ninja Turtle with my, my three other roommates. And um, we went to a Florentine street party and it was crazy. And um, I remember we <laughs> we were standing on the top of a car trying to, like, get a good picture or something. And this angry Israeli man came out and started yelling at us, et cetera, et cetera. And all I really remember from that story is repeatedly yelling back, Ephel HaDent! Ephel HaDent! Ephel HaDent! And, like, we won because there was no dent on the car. We were just taking a picture, but it was just, like, uh, that was probably a great entrance into communicating with Israeli society. <laughs> and for people who don't know Hebrew yet, Ephel HaDent, where's the dent? Yeah, exactly. Right. Very cool. My, my broken English Hebrewness. In one or two sentences, what's your favorite thing about Tel Aviv? The necessity to feel life and, like, the pulsating energy and, like, the thrivingness that just pumps through my body when I'm in Tel Aviv and the consistent inspiration. And what about your least favorite thing? The way people treat her. Her as in the city? Yes. Very Israeli. Yes. (laughs) Now we're going to move into our quick hitters section here with Zoe. Quick questions from me, quick answers from Zoe. Tel Aviv in one word. Energy. What's one thing in or about Tel Aviv that you've never experienced in another city? Family. What's your favorite restaurant in Tel Aviv? Zoho. What's your favorite local food? Barekas. Arak or Gold Star? Gold Star. Falafel or hummus? 
Falafel. Sabih or Jachnun? Jachnun. Iced coffee or cafe car? Cafe car. Florentine or the Old North? Florentine. What's your favorite Hebrew word or saying? Sababa. Sababa. No, you got to give me something better than that. Come on. <laughs> you know what? I like biduk. Biduk. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite Israeli musician or band? My dad's music from growing up. Kaveret. Uh, What's your best advice for new Hebrew speakers? Speak Hebrew. <laughs> when you're not working and you're not doing School of Shine, you're not being creative and innovative and entrepreneurial, where can we find you? Definitely wandering the streets of Tel Aviv. What's your favorite street? Ooh, Ben-Gurion Boulevard. And what's the one thing, Zoe, that you're most excited about today? Today, I'm working on my book called 12 Steps to Shine, so I'm excited to actually write. You're a great writer, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Where can we find more about you and your writing and, of course, School of Shine? Um, you can go to schoolofshine.com online. We're also on Instagram, taking tons of pictures of Tel Aviv. Um, you can find me at... <laughs> You can redo that one. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> we can edit that part out. Thank you. Or maybe you. we won't edit it out because I'm going to be more funny. Uh, funny. Well, I'm losing can, my English. You can find me uh, here. You can all right. You can find me at schoolofshine.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a School of Shine Tel Aviv Facebook group. Um, you can also find me at Happy Hour, um, or just find me at Zoe on Facebook. Awesome. Well, that wraps up this episode of Totally Tel Aviv, presented by Citizen Cafe. Zoe, thank you so much. It was thank, a pleasure. Thank you, Josh, and thank you, Citizen Cafe. Discover the real Israeli Hebrew that will get you feeling and sounding like a local. At Citizen Cafe, we use a fresh, dynamic, and highly effective approach while bringing much-needed light and laughter to learning spoken everyday Hebrew. Join our community of students in the heart of Tel Aviv's startup scene with intimate classes that revolve around your schedule so you can gain confidence in your Hebrew and apply it in the real world. To check out our course schedule, head over to citizencafetlv.com.